they were able to handle it in the calf. And I think that's an, that's an indication of what Patrick Mahomes really is. He wants a legacy. He wants that kind of Tom Brady career. Now, there's a lot that goes into that, but you know, you got to stay healthy. You know, that, but I think that I think the Chiefs, if they can keep that structure that they have right now, that they are uniquely positioned to be a true dynasty, not just win a couple of Super Bowls and then they fade away. I'm talking about being a 10-year run that we say, wow. Yo, juicy, I'm in a battle like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich. But if you reach this pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean. That's a one match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team. So I can't ride out for the team. If they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner. I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better. I'm trying to get my sterling up in the city, so see if you play. As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But all the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamazzini, wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball. Yes, we're live. We're back with another episode of Eyes on the Ball. It's your boy Darren. Um, boy, and uh, yeah, we're, we're visual for once. Um, normally, you know, we are just an audio platform in terms of the NFL aspects, but we had to go visual today because we have a great guest. Um, one of the most knowledgeable people on the game that I know, probably someone that's taught me the most NFL in terms of content that I tune into. Obviously, you know, the UK content is limited. So when it comes to NFL knowledge, this is the man you want to go to. Um, long-time coach, um, Sky Sports NFL analyst, Jeff Reinbold is in the building. I appreciate you for having us, Coach. I appreciate it, Taz. I appreciate it, man. You guys, it's great to be with you. And uh, it was funny because when, when I got in, you guys didn't know what I was in. And you all just you all were chopping it up. And I said, damn, these guys know football. This is going to be fun. <laughs> no, 100%, man. And as usual, i got my guys with me. We've got Bassi in the building. we got Tino in the building. Uh, what are you saying, my friends? Yep, yep, yep. Excited to be here, man. Excited to just pick the coach's brain and... And learn, learn some more about football, man. This is, a, this is an exciting episode. So tell exciting me, guys, how, how, how did, Tino, how did you guys all become NFL guys, right? Like, how did, how did that happen? Man, I, was, I hear a little patois in those voices. So I, it, 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 <laughs> what are you guys, is that Jamaican or what it is? Uh, Nigerian coach. I'm Jamaican. I'm Jamaican, I'm yeah, coach. So we're all from all over the place. Yep. All, yeah. But that's, I was that's... born in Zimbabwe. Uh, moved over here when I was a young kid, around four. So I've been here most of my life now, based in London. But young Zimbabwean boy, inspired into the NFL by Cam Newton. Uh, you yeah, know, Cam got me going. And what, well, now, what did you think when you saw NFL for the first time, guys? I mean, like that must have been what is this shit? The first <laughs> time we saw it, I was watching it with Tino. So again, it was a Cam Newton year. I remember the first thing we was looking at was the hits. So we were looking yeah. at just the violence of the sport. Mm-hmm. And the hits and just the strength of some of these guys, and it was like around some of these hits are crazy. So then yeah. you go into a bit more detail, and you're and, mm-hmm. it, and it's more than the hits now. Now you're looking at the schemes, etc. 
so yeah, but I think that was our that was what I thought that sport was about. Like this sport, this sport is tough, man. These guys are these guys are really hitting, <laughs> hating each other, man. That was our first sport. Yeah. My first experience was um the Super Bowl when Tom Brady made the crazy comeback against the Falcons. Um probably one of the craziest moments in sports history. So when I saw that, I was like, like it's, it drew me in. I had to, to to follow up. There's no way I can get a taste of that greatness and not go again. So I had to I had to um to tune in the following season, and I've been in love ever since, man. But enough about us, coach. Let's talk about you, man. Obviously, long time coach, um, super knowledgeable about the game. Um, just talk to us about how you got into the game, um, how your coaching career um developed, and how your relationship with the game has uh, developed throughout your career. Well, you know, I was like every other kid in America, you know, that, that grew up I, as a little kid. I started playing on the street with the other guys, you know, and, and uh, my parents my parents moved to a city called South Bend, Indiana when I was about, yeah. I don't know, I was young. but um, And there's a great college football program in that city, Notre Dame. And we live so close to the stadium that on Saturday mornings, you could hear the band, and when Notre Dame scored, you'd hear the crowd. So, like all the little, all the little ragamuffins on the street, you know, we're out there playing tackle football in the street and pretending that that's us, you know, that, that they're cheering for us. Yeah. And so that started it. And then my dad was in professional baseball for 30 years. And I think probably now looking back on it, that um, the reason I went to football was it was kind of like my own thing, you know, because like you, you respect and love your father, but you want to have your own. Want to make it yeah, because every time I did anything, every time I, I did anything in, in baseball, I was always his kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I did something in football, it was me. So I think that's probably why I went that direction. Plus, again, I'm like Bazzi. I like the physical part of the game. The contact part of the game always appealed to me. And then I went to college, played in college. And, um, you know, I, I was so, like, naive or... I don't know. I was a mess, but, but I just thought you're gonna play forever, right? And it's, I didn't realize that this comes to an end. And and so, my senior year, I'm walking past the head coach's office, and he, he calls me and he says, uh, "Get in here." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "What did I do now?" And uh, and he says, "What are you gonna do when this is over?" And I I was like, "That's the first time I'd ever even thought, even thought about it. like over." I mean, like this ends. And he said, "Yeah, you know." And and so he was the one that actually started me on that path in coaching. And then I was just. To be honest with you, fellas, I've been so blessed to have so many people kind of guide me along the way and help me along the way. And so now, as you get to the point where you're in the you're in the back half of your career, it's really important that giving back and helping other people get started, you know, and that's that's the fun of it. And part of that is what I do at Sky because it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, <laughs> that's to say hear you say that because. That's really what I want. I mean, I don't, I don't come over here for the money. I come over here because I want to see people learn to love this game okay. the way I did. And the more you learn about football, the more you see the intricacies of football, the more you realize how it's put to put together, right? Yeah. What really happens and why a play works and why a play doesn't work and all that stuff. The, the game's a fascinating game. I mean, it's it's the perfect game for TV because you got, you know. The action, but you got breaks where it breaks inside, so you can you know go to the telestrator and say, okay, remember that play two two series ago. Well, here's why. You know, and there's enough room for you guys to bless us with your knowledge. You know, like in a in a Premier League well, game, 
Yeah, to get that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And and you know, and what's frustrating a little bit for me is because when I watch the game, I see it from a coach's eyes, right? And so you want to do something and so you got to call it, you call it to the, and we got great people, engineers and stuff at Sky. So you call it into, you know, Greg or Patty or whoever's in there and you say, hey, can you get me that play from a series ago, the first down to Kelsey, right? And then they'll cut it and they'll put it in the Telestrator. But then you go up there, you, it's you, like, it's live TV, bro. You, you, yep. no, you ain't getting no takes, right? Yep. And I know, I know a couple of times I've gone up there and the Telestrator don't work. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow. And, and then you it's like you you know, it's like you front everybody and you it's like you just gotta you gotta roll with it and then you yeah, start yeah. flowing and it's got you go you, you know, it's just so but the the only part that's hard, the only part that's frustrating is that the game is so beautiful and the game is so intricate and there's so much in into it that I really wish we we really need a show just for that, right? Yeah. You have the time to really you know, dissect it and put it together and yep. you know that. But in time, I hope that we'll eventually get to that. Yeah, that's that's why I, I love the way you break down the plays. Uh, not only like the um, the luxury guys, like the receivers and the backs, you always look at the trenches. Like there's always, the as you said, there's so many, yeah, there's so many nuances to the game. And the way you, you educate us on that is it's super impressive. And we're just grateful, Coach, man. But, I appreciate um, it. Yeah, man, uh, you're, you're definitely doing uh, what you set out to do in terms of um, making people fall in love with the game and, uh, you know, give us, giving us your knowledge. Like, you do a great job at that, Coach, man. And we, as I said, we appreciate it. Um, I, I'm sure you, in terms of fans of the game, you have led so many people to fall in yeah, love with the game. 100%. Especially because it's quite exciting in the, beat, in the bit. We can tell how much you guys are enjoying the game as well. And I think that's so important when you're watching the game because, you know, yeah, and you know they're playing. So when you see, you know, the professionals, the coaches get excited over the same play and they're pointing out the same things you're seeing, there's nothing better than that. I think. You, you know, Tino, that's 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 cool because we all are fans of the game. Like, I mean, sometimes I, I shake my head and I I go, man, I get to I get paid to do this, man, because that's what I. I mean, I'd be if if I was, I mean, if I wasn't, I'd be I'd be home watching the game, right? Mm -hmm. I'd be I'd be watching the game anyway. So to to have an opportunity to help break it down for you guys and then have a chance to just be in it. I love coming over here because this is a, London is the, in my, in my opinion, the world's greatest big city. Right. And then it's been, it's been a change this year because of lockdown. I haven't got yeah. out of the hotel, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, I, I really, I, I love it over here and it's been wild to watch how the game has grown. I mean, yeah. just crazy. It's crazy. Well, even, the, even the concept of, the um the NFL having a channel on Sky Sports like that is a huge, mm, mm, mm. That's a huge big move. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. and, uh, that, let me tell you something, man. When when I was working for the league here, and Alistair Kirkwood, who runs NFL UK, came up with the idea because they, they were shutting down NFL Europe, right? Mm. And there was there was talk that they were going to shut down the London office and all stuff. Well, he came up with the idea. Well, let's bring an NFL game to Wembley. And really, when he proposed it, you could hear the laughter from New York in the league office all the way over oh, here. Really? Like, yeah. yeah, man, it was like, you know, there was like they were saying it'll never work. You know, nobody will come to the game. You know, it's, it's teams, we can't get teams to do it. And now you look at it, coming off this year with COVID, we'll have four games again next year. And like, 
They put those tickets out and they're gone in an hour, right? Gone so quickly. Tell me about so it. Quickly. I've been trying. So you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I came to one game. I was able to. I've been to no two games now um, of the London games. And dude, next to the Super Bowl, this is the best game day environment I've ever mm, been. Mm, mm. Because you get when you come. Yeah, because when you come to the stadium, you're like, Wembley's such a gigantic, beautiful facility, and you come there. There's 80,000 fans, and there's 80,000, and then and you get fans from every team. Everybody's got, you know, they, they got their sweater on, and, yeah. and you know, they're repping their team. Well, that happens. The only other game day experience in the NFL where that happens is the Super Bowl. And then we do that, we do that, uh, like, tailgate party thing they do, and it's a sea of people out there. It's oh, just yeah. like, wow. And they're passionate as well. They're, is, they're hype, man. It is. They're about the game now, and they know about the game. And, like, when we do our thing, like Coffee with a Coach now, the questions that you get compared to what the questions that we used to get were like, you know, it's unbelievable how much knowledge is out there, how many guys really are into the game. And, like, what you guys are doing, you know, guys that are saying, hey, you know, let's let's get a little piece of this. Yeah, no, we want a big piece, coach. We want everything. There you go. Yeah, we want a big piece. Um, but hey, let's talk some NFL. Let's get to the good stuff. Um, right. we'll start obviously where um Super Bowl is approaching. Uh, championship games have passed. Um, mm-hmm. I believe we got to start with the great man, Tom Brady. You yes. know, so, uh, done something. I don't even know how he's done what he's done in terms of 43 years of age, new new team, um, new organization, COVID situation, didn't have training camp, things of that nature, but he's got his team back to the Super Bowl. Coach, what I wanted to ask you is, obviously, guys, mm-hmm. you can jump in after as well. What separates Tom Brady from the other elite quarterbacks or other quarterbacks in the league? Well, Ten championship games. Well, I think there's a, there's a number of things, right? When you look back at his career, and you look at, for example, when he came out of Michigan, here's a guy that plays at Michigan and he is a part-time starter. And then he comes and fellas, if you ever want to, you ever want to chuckle and feel good about yourself, take, a, go find the picture from the, from the scouting combine. Yep. Brady, when Brady had this, you know, that, 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 one, that one where you're in, the, in your underwear and they take a picture of you, you stand this way and like, yep. like a <laughs> shot thing, right? I know the one. Dude looks like he's 50 years old when he's 22. (laughs) The worst sport he had of all time as well, man. Yeah. But when you see him today, what he's been able to do with his body, and it should have been like he ain't he ain't Benjamin Button. It ain't like he's getting younger, but he he's been able to maintain a a training regime, you know, because he's dealt with injuries, had an ACL injury and all that stuff. But he's so focused and so uh, just like into his preparation and down to everything that he puts in his body, what he does in the offseason, all of that stuff. And to be able to do that, you know, the competitive fire it takes to do that, right? The, The discipline, all that. To be able to continue that over time like he's done it. It's rare, man. Like really, really, Michael Jordan was one of those kind of guys. But yep. there's only been a, there's only been like a handful of in the history of sport that, yep. that could do that because every year the off season gets shorter and every year it gets harder on your body to come back. And he he's defied all of that. And then 
I really thought, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'll just, when in the last, basic maybe season and a half that I watched him in New England, I really thought that his skills had eroded. Yeah, but what, what I think we've seen is that what had eroded was the players around it. Like his, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I questioned any, why doesn't the ball go vertical anymore? Why can't he throw the ball outside the, the numbers anymore? Yeah. Well, it wasn't him. It was what the fact that basically what he had at the end was Edelman. And that was about it. Right. It. And, you know, Julian's game is inside. And, you know, so, that's that's where he threw the ball. Now you see he's got some cats that can go. You know he's got AB, he's got Godwin, he's got Evans, he's got a little Scotty Miller went over the top last week, and now all of a sudden the, the deep ball's back. So that part, the the physical part is the is the number one thing. The the, the mental part, the, the football intelligence, the way he studies, the way he prepares. One of my ex players uh, was an offensive block for him for. I guess five Super Bowls, and and he told me that every meeting, every meeting, he sits right in the front. He's there first, and he's down. He's taking his. I mean, so for example, you're some kid coming in, and you're a, you're a rookie or you're second year player, or whatever. And all of a sudden, there's the greatest of all times. He's yeah. in there first and doing his work, being a you pro. What? So what are you gonna do? No, you ain't falling asleep in the meeting. Right. And I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've seen him on the practice field. Dude is hard on the practice field. I mean, okay. if you it's like, like for example, yeah, like if you're a receiver and, you know, there's a hot route and you miss the hot and you don't look for the ball, he'll hit you right in the head with the ball. And he's going to give you that. He's going to give you that. He's going to give you that death. It's going to be like, nah, you ain't seeing the ball again until you figure out what you're doing. Right. Mm. It's kind of the same thing that Rodgers did. To Lazard on the goal line last week, right when he wanted yeah. to throw that little slant route, and Lazard yeah. didn't, didn't see it. Yeah. So he 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 raises the bar. He brings it. He brings the best out in everybody. Plus, he's a good guy. He's he's he, you know when you've had his dude, the guy's got more money than God, and he he's married to a Brazilian model. Right, yeah. <laughs> like he got it going on. Like he really he doesn't need all this. Yeah, yeah, but. They, you know, the guys that have played with him say he's his, he's one of the he's a great teammate. Yeah. So that's that's a rare combination right there. Look at what he did for AB last week. Gave yeah. him two hundred fifty thousand bonus. <laughs> those passes coming yeah. through. Like, think about it. AB been out of the league. That means a lot to your teammate. Sure. And I mean, when 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 he knew that, like he he went up and he went up on the table for AB, right? Because mm-hmm. Bruce didn't Bruce didn't want to bring him back, right? So he convinced Bruce to bring him back and then basically took him into his house and said, you're not going to screw this up. I'm going yeah. to look after you. I'm going to be your big brother. And, yeah. you know, that's, a, that's man, that's a rare commodity because most of the time guys are, it's, you know, I'm going to get mines and then the rest of you just fall. You know. Yeah, yeah. Follow through. You have to trust him a lot as a coach to, to even say, Yo, AB, I, want, I want AB to come back. As Tom Brady said, the coach, yeah. you have to trust him to say, yeah, I trust yeah. you'll be able to make sure that he's you know he's but see, practice, he, yeah that's okay. the, that to me is the beauty of arians because arians is like he is the most he's loose yeah i mean he's different and like he he ain't like most nfl coaches are really you know uh wired tight really you know bruce is bruce man he and he's gonna be bruce and he don't really care i mean like I mean, I, I can tell you a story, but I'm just going to tell you that the guy is his own man and he's comfortable with who he is. He don't need to, you know, mm-hmm. just 
So when a player would come to him, like Bazzi saying, like when a player comes to him and he says, hey, this guy's going to help us win, if you can convince him, he'll listen. And then he'll say, okay, mm-hmm. let's roll with it. You know? He lets, he lets Tom coach the offense on the field. Yeah, they changed that up completely. Yeah, yeah because he knows what he wants. And so that's, to, that's again, the mark. Like, for example, if you have Pele in soccer or you have Mar- Maradona or you had, I don't know, any of these. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you going to put your finger on him and go, no, you got to do it no. this way? Exactly. You're no. going to let him create and be great, yeah. right? And that's what great coaches do. And I think that's credit to Bruce. And uh, as you were saying, credit to Brady, because that, for me, that is how we should judge, separate greatness. Like, who can mm-hmm. elevate their teammates? Who can... Uh, be the guy that uh, makes the boats rise around him. Do you know what I'm saying? We see that with Brady. First year in Tampa, and he's got into the Super Bowl. Um, Abassi, obviously, that's your guy. Talk to me, no, bro. Separates Brady from the rest. Forty-three years of age, still getting it done. For me, it's 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 it really comes down to like you mentioned, elevating your teammates, which Tom does so often. He does so well, and we've seen him come to Tampa. I think more than. Um, pure quarterback play. I think he, he's just he's just created a change in mindset in the locker room. I feel like players are playing for him. We even seen that coming after the bye. Um, I think they had a late by week nine or week ten this season. We've seen how they've elevated and how they've stepped up. And I think that's a lot down to, to Tom's experience and just to Tom, like I said, elevating, elevating teammates. So and also just just pointing just quickly what you said, coach, about the pass to, to little Scotty Miller on mm-hmm. I don't know in, in the end of the first half. It's played like that as well. Big plays, big moments. You can trust Tom to make the right play, the right decision, the right time. So I think that's also it. Because I look at the the quarterbacks that we've got. You could argue Aaron Rodgers has a better... Well, not even argue. I think Aaron Rodgers does have a better arm than Tom. Mm. Um, Pat Mahomes as well. All these guys got better arms than Tom. But those plays at those moments, I I, I trust Tom to to make the right decision at the right time. That's really why I elevate him to to a higher stand. I think why so many do as well. I agree. No, facts, man. Um... What something else I wanted to touch on, Coach? An ongoing mm-hmm. debate, you know. It's it's obviously it's it's all opinion, you know. We're never mm-hmm. gonna have, we're never gonna have it confirmed. And I know you're a coach, so you may see a certain <laughs> perspective. But it's an ongoing <laughs> debate, you know. Um, the Belichick versus Brady, who had more of a, who was more impactful in terms of leading that team to the dynasty that it was. Um, do you believe that Tom Brady, you know, edged the argument more towards him? By, by getting Tampa to the Super Bowl? Well, I think that that, that speculation, that kind of, okay, who, who is most responsible for it, well, is kind of a natural thing when you've got two, like, man, the, one of the things that makes NFL football, pro football so tough is you got everybody in the room is an alpha male, right? They, mm-hmm. Ain't no B-listers in the room, right? And yep. so you got these two guys that, obviously believe so much in their own ability and so the i think the press created more of that than they actually created you know i okay. think that i think belichick got caught in the in a deal where they couldn't i mean just financially they couldn't bring tom back another year and you know he's been ruthless in his career about right when a guy starts to go down the hill yeah, yeah, you let Ty Law do it, Willie McGinnis do it, you know, Tyler Jones, yeah, all those guys. So, yeah, 
you know, he's not he's not afraid to do that. Now, in terms of who was most responsible for that that dynasty, well, I recognize this as a coach that the guys who make the plays are the guys who play the game, right? Yep. Because you got that the game belongs to the player. That that you learn that at some point you should learn that in your coaching career. That you got to think about players not plays, right? And then eventually though the structure that was created in New England really was down to Belichick. So each of them deserves their own place in that history, right? And I don't know if it's I don't even know if it's possible to say, well, one well, with, yeah, which came first, the hen, the chicken or the egg, man? I mean, yeah. With, I, yeah, if you don't got the chicken, you ain't getting the egg, right? And if you ain't got an egg, you ain't getting another chicken. So, I mean, that's just that's how it is. So, to me, it's like that was like the ultimate blending of player and situation and you know that's why it was able to sustain itself so long now coach do you, do you think coach belichick was a bit premature in in wanting tom to leave because we, we saw that with the with he was he was willing to replace him with jimmy g from from all reports from what we heard do you think he was a bit premature and yeah well you know i think obviously when you look at what tom's done this year the answer to that would be we probably let him go one year too soon i thought to be honest, to be honest with you, I thought Belichick did his best coaching job this year to get six wins out of a team. I mean, he lost nine, he lost nine guys to opt out yeah. because he's yeah. never started, and most of his defense was gone. He's so, the best player, high tower. Yeah, to, so to take that team to you know to still battling for a playoff spot three weeks left in the season, I think is outstanding. But could they have been better with Tom? Yeah, they probably would have been better with Tom. Yeah. But where it's starting to we're starting to see the leak in New England is you. It, like the way this game is structured, the way the NFL does it with the salary cap and the way the draft works and all that stuff, it's constantly trying to make the bad teams good and the good teams bad. Mm-hmm. So for, for New England to hold off on that process for so long is amazing. But eventually it caught up to them. And all they had to do was go through that little dry spell where they didn't draft well at receiver. And yeah. now mm-hmm. you really see the, the holes, right? And then Edelman gets hurt. And now Cam's got nobody to throw to. Nobody at all. Which is what's hurting him the most. I mean, yeah. If, yeah. if I just go off you, Coach, there, I mean, I, I feel as if with what Abassi said, I personally originally lean more towards the Bills side just because, you know, I'd say the Giants um, losses uh, uh, there for Tom. And then on the other side, there were definitely some Super Bowls we say Bill took. But for me, it was purely because what separates Tom from me is his IQ. Like I was saying this to the guys earlier. To me, even across sport, it's like him, Floyd Mayweather, and LeBron James. LeBron calls out the other teams' plays. Floyd That's Mayweather, it. he made adjustments in the third round, fourth round, and then the fight just changed straight after that. Tom Brady, he knows when to throw it deep. Like if you look at his picks, they're never where someone can usually get your pick six. Pick, pick. Yep. Or like last Ooh. week, he showed us that third and eight. He was there to throw it into the ground before if it was third down and he saw something was there he took like two big chances threw it up there just to see what goes and that's his iq and for me that was built around bill belichick because when i look at his athleticism and what he's got as a physical athlete coming into you as a template i don't think there was too much there but obviously like you said the work ethic you know being willing to be a sponge and absorb that knowledge is something special but what Bill did to nurture Tom Brady to become the GOAT that we call him to be, I feel as if Bill has so much intertwined with Tom that it, it is just a huge disservice 
if he does not ever get the credit. And I'm afraid that if Bill doesn't win another Super Bowl and Tom goes out and does all <laughs> this argument is going to be uh, one side one side over, over the coming yeah, year. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of time, Bill's got time. Bill's got time. Tom does it. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's a couple quarterbacks on the move. New England have to go get themselves a big-time quarterback for me. Um, but let, let's dive into the game a little bit more, Coach. Um, obviously, you've had a, um, you had you were a defense coordinator once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen the Buccaneers' defense have success the past couple games. Um, the question I wanted to ask you is, how do you go about, or what scheme do you think they should best employ to stop the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, you know, it's really interesting you say that, Daz, because um, I've been looking at, a, I've watched all their game tape. And I think Todd Bowles has done a great job. Now, he's got some weapons, but he's done a great job of getting those guys to play, particularly in the back end, their secondary. There's a package that he runs just a little bit. He's just, he hasn't really run it maybe 25 snaps all year, but Mm. it's what, it's what I would go to if I was him in situations where, you know, they're going to throw the football, right? So what he does is instead of normally when you go, they play, they play almost all nickel, which is four down guys, two linebackers and five DBs. Yeah. But when you, your problem always with Kansas City is how do you match up, right? Because they got three guys, Watkins, Hill, <coughs> and, and uh, Hardeman, that can all run under 4-4. And 4-4 is like the benchmark for speed, right? If you're yeah. sub 4-4, you're, you're, you can smoke, right? Now, so they got three of them. And most teams rarely get one, but they got three of them. And then they got Kelsey, who you have to treat like a wide receiver because – He's got, a, he's got a tight end body, but receiver skills. So there's your tough matchup. So when you go with nickel, now if you're gonna if you're gonna play nickel, you gotta bring one of those safeties down to play on mm-hmm. Kelsey. And if you look at Winfield, he's not very big, and Kelsey's 6'4, 250, right? Yeah. And, and the same thing with Whitehead. But what they can do, I think, is they can take out like Vita Vea. Because he's not a real good pass rusher anyway. Yeah. Leave those two linebackers in and then bring in either another big safety or a big linebacker. And now Levante, Levante David is a great pass rusher. Devin White's a great pass rusher. So use those guys in the pass rush situations. Keep Shaq on the field. Keep uh, JPP on the field. And now you've got your best athletes on the field matching up with all that speed on the other side and you don't have to get a safety down because Winfield's not a cover safety. He, you know, that's not his thing and neither, neither is Whitehead. So, you know, that's the thing I'm curious to see if they won't do some of that. And if they do some of that, I think he, he's got a chance because those tackles still got a block. You know, you got back, backup tackles, that's you what know, I'm saying. got hurt, yeah. you know, and, and Schwartz got hurt. So now they got Remmers and, and, you know, they got backups in there. And that's, yeah, you got you got your two best pass rushers against backups. They better eat, man. No, for real. How do you feel about that? Um, do you agree? Like, um, or how do you feel like that um, approach would pan out? Basically, wow. you know, go ahead. I think that's just like Coach says with their tackles. Sorry, with that, with with, with um, uh, JPP and and Barrett, we saw what they did last week. So the aim really has to be those guys. If if they, if it's a long shot, but if if if, if they are going to win Tampa Bay, we need, mm. they, they're going to need their tackles to get aggressive, and they're going to they're going to need JPP and Barrett to to get to the to get to get to Pat Mahomes where where possible. So yeah, no, I I, I agree with what Coach just said. 
it's just how much pressure can can they get on the quarterback and can Pat Mahomes get out of some of these some of these Ted Bowl schemes? You know, yeah. it's funny, fellas, with Mahomes, like you watch that cat and you know guys that can guys that can transcend the game, right? Can transcend calls. Because Todd mm. might Todd might might dial up a great blitz, right? Mm. But oh, freaking Mahomes, he can get out of there yeah, and then he's he number one against the blitz. Look over there and throw over there. Over there. And, I mean, it's just like you know what I'm waiting for him. He, he might he might just break it out in the Super Bowl. I'm waiting for the brother to get out of the pocket and take it and throw it behind his back and complete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for him to do. Right. But aren't you no, for a real. ankle injury from the past few weeks? Because when I was looking at the offensive line being, you know, being damaged a bit, and then you're looking at them boys, Shaq, Devin White, etc., JPP, turn back the years coming through, I was hoping he'd be out of the pocket, but he's got that angry injury coming from like two, two, three weeks ago. Do you think he's going to be able to hit them legs like he does? Well, I think, you know what, I, that that injury, which is uh, was they call turf toe, that's a tough yeah. injury. Because yeah. it's, an, it's an inflammation of the of the tendon in your foot, and mm-hmm. every time you toe up to run, it it inflames it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they have him in a walking boot as much as they can have him during the week, yeah. and then they'll probably shoot it before the game. And yeah. I, it'll probably bother him more on Monday at the at the parade. Yeah. Hopefully, at the parade back in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> It'll really, really bother me if there ain't no parade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> to give my thoughts on um, the, the potential scheme coach, I think it makes a lot of sense because you don't let them beat you over the top if you bring yeah. in an extra DB. Yeah, you might you can give them the intermediate stuff, but don't let them beat you over the top. I think that's and you can blitz from different angles, and that might be a better way of putting pressure on um, Mahomes, especially without the tackles. Um, more on the Bucks. Um, obviously, the the, um, the Chiefs defense has played well as, uh, as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, their DBs have been balling. Uh, the, the rookie Sneed, he's had a big time um, playoff run. You got Tyron Matthew. Um, so, so they're balling. My thing is, uh, we'll start with you, Abassi. Which receiver do you think Tom will rely on most? Because obviously, um, the, the Chiefs will have plans to take away certain guys. You know, but what mm. what receiver? And and Tom. Tom doesn't. Tom doesn't discriminate. He doesn't mind yeah. giving the ball to nobody. Yeah. So who's the open make? receiver? The, the open yeah. receiver really he makes the best play. Um, so. I don't. No, it's a good question, and I don't necessarily think there will be one receiver that he'll rely on. I think it's like like you kind of says the open receiver. Um, Scotty Miller got less touches as as soon as Antonio Brown came in. He still gave it to him on that big play last week. At, uh, yeah. at, at coming up to the coming up to the end of the half. So I really I don't like you said. You don't discriminate, man. He was giving it to Fournette. Fournette was Fournette's been great in the in the postseason. Um, give it to break. Gronk Gronk only got I think one catch, but it came at a big time. So I really think he's gonna he's gonna spread the ball around to all the receivers, and whoever's open, whatever the right play is. What about you, Tino? I'm getting AB. That's my boy. Listen, AB <laughs> just turned back the clock. Have you seen him for the past three weeks? He looks like AB from the Pittsburgh Steelers again. I feel like the start was a bit slow, getting into rhythm, learning. You know how that goes with the team, especially with how many good receivers they had. But if I'm being real as well, he's playing for his career. With everything that's happened there, this is probably his last chance to put himself out on display. I feel as if if I'm looking at that team, I don't want Mike Evans hitting me. And I know that Godwin's going to be the big threat there. 
So I feel like they're gonna, you know, use AB in a lot of different ways. They're gonna bring out his full repertoire. You play some slot. You're gonna see him out there lining up. He might go down deep. I know his paces, you know, reduced a little bit, but that's AB. He can yeah. catch anything within his radius. That's that's toe tapping Tony. Toe tapping Tony, man. Toe tapping, man. I think it's AB. Fair, coach. What about you? Um, yeah, who do you think? They'll let Mike Evans go off, or do you think Tom will have to go to you know break as he did last week, or maybe Gronk? I think it's going to be interesting to see how they how they match it up. You know, is Spagnola going to let um, Brashad Breland take you know Evans all over the field, or is he just going to play you know right and left corner and nickel corner? You know, and then they'll just match up with them at how they come out. So I, I, you know, the thing about Breland is he's got the length that he can handle Mike Williams or he has a better matchup with Mike Williams, you know, but then now you look and start to looking at Godwin's probably of those receivers. He's probably the best runner and inter, intermediate guy. Right. Okay. And then, and, and I agree with Tino, AB's the, AB's the X factor. AB's the guy that, okay, now can Sneed as a rookie mm. in the Super Bowl go <clears throat> out and hang with AB. That's a that's a big ask, right? Big, big ask. Huge, huge ask. Um, yeah, that's a tough ask. Um, I want to follow up on the bus, but let's move on. We'll talk a little bit about the Chiefs. Um, just coach, we mentioned it a little bit, but I think it's going to be a huge factor, especially with um, how well Tampa um, stopped the run. So the, the Chiefs are going to have to pass the ball without their two starting tackles. Do you think Tampa will be able to take advantage of that? And you know maybe slow down Mahomes. I think I think yeah I think it's, it's going to make it tough on him. I mean it, now the challenge becomes for Kansas City how do you adjust your protection number one to help those tackles and that's not something that they do a bunch of because say for example you're going to go big and you want to you want to max the protection well all of a sudden now you're bringing in you know a guy that that really doesn't do anything for you other than block. And that's the backup tight end, right? So now who comes off the field? You're going to take Sammy, yeah, you said you're going to take Sammy Watkins off the field, right? I mean, I, does that make sense? You're not going to take Kelsey off the field. You can't take Tyreek off the field, but you got to take somebody off, right? So, you know, because um, Nick Kaiser comes in, he's he ain't coming in to catch passes, right? Yeah. And – they don't chip a lot with their back. You know, they want to get their back out in the route. So I think early in the game, I think Andy will will throw a lot of stuff real fast, throw a lot of quick game, throw a lot of smoke screens, all that stuff, and then move the pocket in such a way that, you know, that you make those guys. You got to tire that rush out. You got to, you know, get it out of your hand and, you know, make them run, control the tempo of the game, go some no huddle in the game. Right. Because if you and that's not a big thing, that's not a big strength of Kansas City's. They're not a big no huddle team. They do it, but it's not part of, you know, they'd rather huddle up and, you know, Come get the play call in the traditional yeah. way. But you can't let Shaq Barrett and JPP be game wreckers. And they got the ability to do that, especially against those young tackles. No, for real, man. A um, couple more things on the Chiefs. I think we got a touch on Travis Kelsey, man. Like the season that he put together, but um, arguably offensive player of the year, um, on pace for me to be one of the best tight ends of all time. Abassi, um, just talk to me about 
Because he's one of the most targeted players in the league as well. What kind of impact do you think Kelsey can have? How do the Bucks go about stopping him? And uh, yeah, to, just like how do they use Kelsey? He's yeah, man. He's, he's my home safety blanket. Whenever Mahomes is in trouble, Kelsey's always there. It's like it's like these two. I don't know what their connection is. I don't know how how long they've known each other, but their connection is different. Um, there'll be times Mahomes outside the pocket. Kelsey's there every single time. He's got to check down to Kelsey. Uh, and he, even last week against, well, a few weeks ago now against the Browns, we saw when when the backup quarterback came in, Kelsey was there again. He's just he's just Mr. Reliable, man. So hey, that route he ran on Denzel Ward when he yeah. broke his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> the route on Ward follow up with a touchdown. And I, and I think like you said, that man, offensive offensive player of the year. I'm not sure how how many votes he's gonna get, how much consideration he's gonna get, but he definitely deserves it because he's leading the league. He was leading the lead in in, um, uh, in yards up until they up until they all took they took the break on the last game of the season. So yeah, I'm, yeah man, uh, Kelsey deserves all the credit that, that he's been getting. He's been fantastic this year. For sure, he'll have, um, he'll, have, he'll have a big he'll have a big game as 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 always as he did, as he did in the last Super Bowl. Tino, one for you. Um... Mahomes, I, I said potentially the best start to a career, maybe in the history of sports. Like he sat his first year, he won the MVP his second year, should have got to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for um Mama yeah, going offside. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name. He went offside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, and then he won the Super Bowl. How long do you think this dynasty can last? Um, yeah, we'll start with Tino on that. Um, if I'm being honest, this dynasty can last as long as their GM can take them. Because right now, that team, it is super loaded. And it's not just because of the superstars like Kelsey and Tyree Kill that we're talking about. It's about Hardman. It's about um, Clyde. You know, um, Edward, Sin- uh, Edward Sinclair, is it? Coming in this Edward year. Elias, yeah. sorry. Yeah, coming in this year. The ability to draft with the last pick of the first round and draft a good guy, get guys in the second and third. So I'd say, though, that as long as they keep Pat Mahomes <laughs> under contract in that team, Boy, anything can happen. And keep Andy Reid. Andy Reid, listen, they got Big Red, his ring. I'm sure he's going to be down to stay until, you know, um, he's ready to hang it up. So as long as that combination goes, depends how the game changes as well. I feel like it's favorable to his number. um, Sorry, my homeboy, just because, you know, he can get out of the pocket, throw it down. So I say 10, 12 years, but depends on how they can draft because I know that cap is going to, keep getting harder and harder for them as the years go along. Mm. So they're going to have to rely on that GM. But boy, he picked Pat Mahomes out of nowhere. So I, um, I trust <laughs> him, man. <laughs> um, uh, last one on the Chiefs, Coach. You can touch on uh, the questions that I asked previously if you want. But what I wanted to ask is, Pat Mahomes, Like, is it possible that he goes on to surpass Brady in his career and go down as a coach? You know what, man? That's a really interesting question, but because it's really tied to the question that you just asked about the, the length of their ability to be a, dy- a dynasty, right? And dynasties are hard to have in the NFL these days because of mm. the way the league is structured. So, but I will tell you this, when they negotiated that 10-year contract with him, that was designed in such yeah. a way that he can have good players around him for his entire career. Which so is close yeah, so they were able to go get Kelsey again. They were, you know, mm-hmm. they were able to keep Chris Jones. They were they if they can keep that structure that they have right now, that they are uniquely positioned to be a true dynasty, not just win a couple of Super Bowls and then they fade away. I'm talking about being a ten year run that we say, Wow. Smart. Yeah, very so true. Um last thing to touch on in terms of the Super Bowl before we move on to topics around the league while we got coach still here. Um 
we'll leave it with um, predictions. I got. I want to ask you, man. We'll start with you, coach, if you can. I want to hear your prediction for Super Bowl MVP <laughs> and potentially the scoreline, if you can. If you can. I say, I, t- I tell you what, the Super Bowl MVP has really basically become like the MVP of the year. It's whatever quarterback wins the game, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's the way the MVP thing will go. I think Kelsey will be a dark horse on his side, and you know, you know, may add Fournette or or maybe Godwin on the other side, if they just go off and have a great game. But I mean, if they go off and have a great game, unless it's yeah. the backup quarterback throwing it to them, Tom will get the award, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, in the game, I think the Chiefs will win it because I think they're a more complete team. You look at three phases of the game, they, they're better in two of them, so they should yeah. win. But I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think it's going to be. I think it's going to be less than 10 points, and I think you're going to have to, you're going to, have to, to win the game, you're going to have to score over 30 points. Yeah, I think one thing I talked about the Bucks is they're not going to beat themselves. I think that they, they, they will be in in the mix. I feel like um, Abassi, what how do you see it, bro? In terms of score prediction, Super Bowl MVP prediction. Um, yeah, right, everything coach said is right. I feel like looking at Chiefs, I think they're a the better team. They have the better receivers. They're more explosive, and you literally can't stop them. However, being a, <laughs> a resident Tom Brady fan, <laughs> and burned in my heart. <laughs> As, as I have done every single playoff game so far, and I've been proven right, even though I've just gone in my heart, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Bucks. Tom, if it, if it's tight and it's tight and it's in the fourth quarter, I trust Tom Brady over over every other quarterback in this league. So I'm picking Tom Brady in a, in a really close game. Hey, listen, if Tom gets this done, this is arguably the greatest Super Bowl run in NFL history. So it's listen, been tough, man. Yeah, um, Tino, talk to me, bro. How do you see it? Prediction to what MVP? I mean. Yeah, you know, with how it goes, me, I love Patty Mahomes. I think he's probably one of the most special people I've ever seen across any sport. His composure, talent, skill, everything. However, Coach, I don't think Darren mentioned this, but in that Falcons game, when they went 25 down, I was sitting next to Darren and I said to him, Darren, Tom Brady's coming back. It's happened. You call it? You call it? Literally. Darren was there, I called it, and it was like literally as they went three and out, and I saw them, I was like, what are they doing? They've stopped being aggressive. Tom Brady's bringing this back, and that's what I think as well. I think that, you know, in, a, in fact, Coach, you're the one who said this on live television. Usually in big games like this, the team which makes the less mistakes usually goes over and wins it. I feel as if Tom has got that discipline coming across his team. They weren't very disciplined throughout the season, but I think they're going to get less penalties. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but I feel like that offensive line um, is... Definitely in jeopardy, and them boys should kill Barrett. The linebackers are strong as well with Devin White and Levante David coming in there as well. So I just see it being a close game. I see Tom winning it by like a field goal, something that leaves all his haters sour as hell. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be does. happy if he wins this that, one. That's what he does. <laughs> and, and they've got a home advantage as well. I feel as if, you know, just having so many local fans, once it gets into techie situations, the passion should be able to push them over. And Psycho Tom will come out and put him in that goal line, man. You I, heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> that ain't Tino. That's Nostradamus Tino. <laughs> no, for real. Um, before we let you go, Coach, we got to touch on a couple um, big topics around the league. Firstly, obviously, we found out recently that the Sean Watson officially handed in a trade request. Um, where do you feel is the best landing spot for him? Because for me. Ever since he came into the league, my favorite quarterback in the league. 
and I want to see him go to a team that can succeed. So where do you think is the best landing spot for him? Well, I think the, the best landing spot for him is one he'll never get to because they won't trade him inside the division. I, I, I think Indianapolis is the most Super Bowl-ready team, right? Yep. You add his unbelievably dynamic skills to that offense and that defense in, in Indianapolis, I think they would go to be, you know, you, you could get odds on them being Super Bowl champions next year. Um, you look around the league and you say, okay, who's just a quarterback away? You know, geez, it's tough. New England will make a run at him, I'm sure. The team, the Rams? The, I think the Rams will make a run at him. I really do because that's another team that's probably, you know, I know Jalen Ramsey's openly, you know, campaigning for him. And so, Sean McVay has already said they don't know what they're doing with the quarterback yeah, situation going into next year. Well, I tell you what, I tell you, there's been a lot of that going around. But when you yeah. know, like when the when the GM says, "Well, he's our quarterback for now," that tells me, you know, don't buy a house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, yeah. So yeah, I was going to say, what, do you, what about the 49ers? What, what, what do you think about them? That's a, that's another team because I don't think they're all that much in love with Jimmy G. I think they see yeah. the, what Jimmy G is and, and what his mm-hmm. limitations are. Guys, because when you start, you start talking about you start talking about Deshaun Watson, and it's, and it's a shame because Deshaun Watson's been a, has had a bad team around him, really, mm-hmm. and he's in a he's in a city where he doesn't get the pub, but he doesn't get the hype that yeah. other guys would get. Yep. So you take his numbers. I'm just saying, take his numbers and inject his, inject his numbers into any other football team and say, how many wins would that be for that team, right? Now, the team that I'm, I'm sure will make a run at him, and I would if I was at, at Jacksonville, I'd give him all three first-round picks for him because you got some really good young really? players. Yeah, and you got all that cap space. You know, cap space, I, yeah. They're the team that could probably afford him the best you yeah. don't want Goldilocks. You don't want Goldilocks coming to Jacksonville. Nope. I'm gonna tell you something, man. You know why? Because I believe. No, I don't. I just. I, I just believe this. When you look at the history of the NFL draft, first round quarterbacks, it's about 50-50, right? Yeah. Well, I know I'm not very smart, but I know this: Deshaun Watson ain't no risk. I mean, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna ball. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a legitimate top five quarterback. The day he steps on the practice field, right? the other guy, maybe, yeah, he he did had a great college career, but mm. so did Sam Darnold, and so did you know, maybe, you know, you can go down the list of. So did Trubisky, he had a great senior year, and so did you know, whatever that kid Josh Rosen and all that. I mean, yep. those guys. Those guys aren't even playing. You can't just find the top five quarterback. You can't, yeah, you can't I mean, just find You them. can't. And they don't grow on trees, bro. You don't see yeah. them on the street on the street corner. So that to me, but for him, for him personally, I would like to see him go to a place that just needs that bump to get over the top yeah. you know, to get to the big one. But this this could be an unprecedented year of movement for quarterbacks. I think the Rodgers thing is a little bit overblown. I think what he did is he was sending a message to them a little yeah. bit. And you know, and, and he wants a new contract. Yeah. And so you know, I think that was more, you know, just playing the game a little bit. But we know Desha- we know Deshaun wants out. We know Matthew Stafford wants out. And Matthew Stafford's a guy that, and I said this when we were talking about Deshaun on the show one time. I said I don't want Deshaun Watson to become the next Matthew Stafford. The guy was all the guy with all the tools and yeah. has great skill, but he never had a team around him, and he just got beaten to submission. Yep. Now, luckily for Stafford, he's 32 and he's probably got five years left. Mm-hmm. So 
I think what will probably happen, Stafford will go to Indianapolis, and then we'll see Watson go, you know, wherever Watson wants to go. And don't be yeah. surprised if, if they, they, that guy with the hoodie on up in New England. Yep. Yep. Angling for that one. <laughs> I to these guys before we started recording, I was saying, listen, Benachek, he will go for the short. He will go, right? They need receivers, though. No, they still need receivers. But see, they got cap space now. This yeah. is the first year they get, they got some cap space, and they got to draft better than they've drafted the last couple yeah. years. Definitely. Um, I got one more. I got one more, man. I gotta go. Yes, coach. This is a special one. Um, oh. Actually, you know what? I don't want to keep you on for too long. But what I wanted to ask was a little bit of your GM hat. Huh? What What do you think is the three most important positions in terms of if you're starting a franchise? What are the three most important positions that you need to address? And what players in the league right now would you draft? If it was like a fantasy draft, who would you take in those positions? Well, I think the first one is quarterback. You got to have yeah. a quarterback. And there's a lot of debate about what the second one will be. So let's let's bypass the second one and we'll go to the third one. And I would say a great corner because he can he can yeah. what Jalen Ramsey can do is he can get the numbers in your favor. So, for example, if, if you say, Jalen, you go out there and you take Hopkins one-on-one, -on -one, which they do with him Ooh. without help, then you don't have to play anybody high over the top of him, and that player can go to the other side, and now you got a numbers advantage. Right? Football is really about numbers. And there's a the debate about, well, would you say a left tackle or would you say a number one receiver? I'm starting to believe more and more as I watch the game, that you that a number one receiver is more valuable in today's NFL with the okay. rules and all that stuff mm. than, than a left tackle is. Because there's some pretty average left tackles that are protecting great quarterbacks. Mm, and, you know, the guys that cut the guys that touch the ball, right? Because this is the bottom line in our game now. It's so often offensive loaded, the guys that touch the ball or prevent guys from touching the ball are the key players, right, on defense. Like the linebacker used to be, the middle linebacker used to be the position. Yeah. It's just kind of a position now. Yeah. Where the corner really is, like you, if you have a definite, and I hate that term, lockdown corner, but you know that's what they say because nobody yeah. locks everybody down. Ramsey's as close as there is. But when you got a Jalen Ramsey or Davis White or, you know, Gilmore. those kind of guys, Gilmore, those kind of yeah. guys, you know, that changes the dynamics for you defensively. So those would be my three. All right. All right, we'll leave it there, right. man. Fellas, it's been a bunch of fun. Now, make sure again, we'll get you we'll get you on Tuesday, and usually it's in the evening. So keep yep. your evening, keep your evening clean. Yes, DMs. It's been a treat having you here, Coach. Um eyes on the pool. Subscribe to the channel, hit the bell button, do all of that good stuff. Um, but for now, we out. Peace. All Peace. right, aloha.